And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And today we have a special episode. A special. <laughs> You'll get that in a minute. So yeah, today's a special episode. It's our 50th episode, our official episode, not counting tiny geists. Other. My bell won't go. Oh. There it is. My bell just stopped Happy working. Happy 50 and <laughs> So we're really excited. Stop it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep going. It's hard. Okay, don't do it. So we're really grateful uh, to all of our listeners. We've had a big spike recently, and it means the world to us. And we have listeners in, like... All these new countries, like, um, I have it written down. We have uh, Turkey, India, Brazil, Australia, and Netherlands. Yeah. I know. It's so awesome. Wow. What? And then, of course, our friends in the we UK. we have places to go visit? Couch surf? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it intimate step further. Than <laughs> no, I was can actually I already over? thinking about that. I was like, so if people actually like us and we have friends, that means we can go visit, right? More great house guests. I'm very clean. Mm-hmm. I'm very respectful of other people's space. and I always bring alcohol. Yeah. You got to have like a thank you gift. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. It's important. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. we. I hope you're enjoying this wild ride as much as we are. Yeah. We actually just uh, hit 10,600 downloads. So today... That's a crazy number. I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't get it, but I appreciate it. I love it a lot. I don't either, but it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. Tell people about us if you like us. Or do iTunes reviews. That works too. We like that. Yes, please. Apparently they mean a lot. Who knew? I don't understand it. So if you have us on your app and you're listening to us on iTunes, Please click the five star for whatever it is. It's five stars. It's yeah, five. it's five stars. <laughs> click that. And if you have more time, then write like a two word review. That's like good podcast, cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me <fine>. likey. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. Smiley face works. Yeah. All good. We would really appreciate it. Um, and if you do. Tell us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and we'll um, thank you by sending you stickers. Yeah. We have to make more stickers. Oh, God. We do, but we have enough. Okay. So <laughs> tell us if you do, because um, we'll send you a sticker to show our appreciation and thanks for taking the time to write a review, even if it's just an exclamation point. <laughs> I will reward this behavior <laughs> as long as it skews good. <laughs> Listen to Erica. Please and thank you. Yay! Yay. Um, Something else that we failed super big time talking about or not talking about was in October, we were actually on the Grief Burrito podcast. We were part of their spooky burritos of like all like all month they did spooky burritos, which is their usual once a month spooky burrito. But they decided for October it was appropriate to do one each week instead. And we were their finale, their Halloween episode. And we talked about aliens, and Erica hated it, but it was awesome. <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> she was so mad. <laughs> so stupid. I just, no. Also, nope. Say it. I just, you know, aliens, just mind your own. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to hear Erica and I do a play, kind of. Oh. Yeah, we reenact a uh, an abduction alien encounter. Yeah, we totally <laughs> did. So go check them out, Grief Burrito. They're our friends. They're amazing. They're so funny, and they're really, really well produced. So you should definitely listen to them. Totally, uh, you should definitely them. be su- subscribed there. Awesome gents. Yes, and they're also running a Patreon uh, contest. So if you go to their social media, that explains everything. I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember all the details. I've been stressing about these shots, and my brain doesn't work right now. <laughs> so moving on we have other news actually when erica and i were recording our episode about witches when did we do that 
When was it? That was before the fire evacuation? It was in October. So, yeah. some One of our yeah. October, early October episodes. Erica was talking about these witches. I, you can listen to the episode and hear the part that we're talking about. It was where she was talking about all these witches that were burned at the stake in Europe. And they were singing about the devil or like singing songs to or about the devil. And then as soon as she finished doing that, like as I was listening through to the, the recordings on my mic. It's pretty... It's weird because it's definitely like my voice here. Like this is how I sound. And when you hear me breathing, it is not that. (laughs) It's strange. So I'll play it again. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know what's weird about Mm. it is that it starts low and then gets big. And my door was shut and my cat wasn't in here. I don't know what so it is. Weird. Anyway, if you guys have thoughts on what it could have been, maybe it was just one of my neighbors being an asshole. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Email us your it thoughts. It sounds too, like, localized. Right? Is that the word I'm looking for? Where it's like, I don't know. I don't know either. It's weird for sure, dude. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, being that made that, throw some more down. Totes. <laughs> Drop that beat. Totes. <laughs> Drop that ghost beat, yo. (laughs) So should we do our Patreon toast as you sit there drinking wine? Just drink your wine. (laughs) So we have three new Patreon uh, subscribers that just popped up out of nowhere. You guys are amazing. This is for Carrie, Zali, and our friend Elliot. Elliot came out yeah. of nowhere. We were surprised there, but thank you so much for joining. You guys are so... we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Anything we say will not express how no. excited we were. I know. Still are and appreciate it forever and eternity. We just get Amen. so excited <laughs> and we're like, can you believe that somebody actually signed up for this? I'm so shocked. <laughs> I'm so I excited. Just, but I'm also I'm so, so terrified because we have to do shots now. And we have to do three. But first, we're going to do a toast. Three toasts. Two. Okay. Do we say, do we do one after each one? Why are we breaking this down? I yeah, let's do should. one after each one because I need time to pour my shit. I need time to just recover. This is going to hurt. All right. This is really going to hurt. So we're both, I'm drinking tequila. Oh. She's drinking rum. They're both 40%. Or 80 proof. So we're... I'm already hiccuping. I'm like nervous. <laughs> My body's like, fuck you. What's really upsetting is the news that I'm going to say after this. The picture of it is just staring at me. And it's it's very disconcerting while about to take this shot. Oh, great. Good stuff. It's borderline disturbing. You're scaring me. Let's it's, just do our shots. It's like it's threatening me to do it. Really oh, scary. okay. So these three toasts... They're for all three of you. Zali, Carrie, Elliot, we love you so much. We're also mad at you, but we love you. So, But we love you more. Or, <clears throat> seriously, again, thank you so much for joining. And we hope to get to especially know the ladies more. Elliot, we've known a long time. but um, Ladies, you make us laugh and you're really sweet. Any suggestions or let us know what we can make your Patreon experience with us the best possible ever. Mm-hmm. That's all we're mm-hmm. saying. So... All right. You want to do the first one? Sure. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm ready with my shot glass and I have my lime. I have a bottle. Patreon. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have a shot glass. for people, she's a... whatever you call it. <sighs> oh, Read okay. it. May our friendship never fail. May we always be kind. I'll post your bail if you post mine. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. Ah! Ah. My body is so sad. Oh, oh my arm hairs. All of them up. <laughs> I feel myself salivating. All right, time to pour the second shot. Ooh. I feel like I've been electrocuted I feel like I'm drooling. <sighs> okay. You my found heart. the second one, so you have to read it. I'll read the last one. <clears throat> A round to the best, may we never get less. A round to the worst, may they die of thirst. Cheers! <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, God. If I vomit, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, I like how you're chasing it with wine. <laughs> okay. Okay, I gotta pour my last one. <sighs> my goosebumps are real. Oh, God. My body is really sad. I can't relax my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just gonna close this bottle so that it can go away. Oh, sorry, everybody. Okay. <clears throat> no. Are you no, ready? No. You gotta just be ready. Come on. Okay. I can't. Okay, I'm ready. A rich man lives in a castle. A poor man lives by the sea. But a whiskey glass and a fat girl's ass are home sweet home to me. That's for you, Elliot. And me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> oh, God. Oh. Mm. Uh, oh, thank you, Lime. Oh, my body is so sad. Uh. Okay, this is going to make our episode very interesting. Oh. Uh. Okay. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks you again. guys are really awesome. <sighs> my nose is now plugged. Oh, really? <laughs> mm. I feel like I've killed every germ in my body. That has ever been in my body forever. Ugh, so gross. Same. You know, permanent goosebumps. <sighs> and my eyebrows are now down. They're just stuck. Erica just looks like she's crying. <laughs> Damn, <my laughs> Look what you guys are. have done. <sighs> shall, All right. Shall we do news? <gasps> I feel like I can't talk. I'm going to keep drinking my water. All right. I'll go first. As I just said, I can't talk. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, oh, fake it till you make it. Nothing happened. All right. <laughs> this one came from one of my most favorite listeners, my dad. Yeah. What up, Roger? And um, he's been supplying me with some top-notch news lately. Mm. And this one I'm picking, and I can't breathe. <laughs> is intense to me because let me just say i hate aliens yeah that's right aliens don't fuck with me i hate you and two (laughs) i love all animals every single one of them tonight we spent 10 minutes trying to save a cricket that was caught in our halloween spider webs and he's okay he made it but one of the animals that i don't love don't love i love them and respect them and i want no no ill to befall them, but don't get it near me. Is fish? Oh yeah, fish freak ah. me out. <laughs> so like, when you combine a fish with an alien, <laughs> just things are not good for me at all. And like, I mean it. Like, I really, really don't want to see someone touch a fish ever. And if you even get within a mile or two of holding a fish near me and talking to me somehow, like, I'll kill you. I've been on vacation and gone snorkeling and wow, that's a good time. Don't. That's a good time with Erica. And I'm like, like, it's not like she's funny. Like, she's joking. No, she's totally serious. I'm not kidding. Do not come near me or I will drown you. hurt the fish because they don't know her better, dislike do, is real i'll kill you so this news story is entitled fish with human face filmed in china oh and it looks like an alien fish with send a it human to me head. right now <laughs> i so need gross, this in guys. my lift so the whole time we were taking these shots and cheers to our amazing patrons Ooh. <laughs> this month this is what was staring at me, and I'll post it, but it's like, guys, it's so bad. It's just this fish that's right below the surface, and he's he's a, he's a dude. He's like, <laughs> he's just staring at me. It's just, I don't like it. It makes me very upset. Anywho, a bizarre piece of footage out of China shows a fish that seems to sport the face of a human. Mm. The eerie video was reportedly filmed by a tourist visiting the city of Kunming earlier this week. While stopping a popular pond in the area, the person, um, she caught this 
fish <laughs> said to be a carp in the water that appeared to possess the eyes, nose, and mouth of a person. The astounded witness mused to someone nearby, quote, the fish has become a fairy. It has a human-like face. <laughs> Don't like that at all. <laughs> what do you mean the fish has become a fairy? <laughs> Yo! One of the comments says, okay, who banged a fish? <laughs> Push her in and let it eat her face. <laughs> Gross. Fish. Ew, maybe it takes a face of those it's ate. <laughs> so gross. I hate it. The video quickly went viral in China after it was posted to the social media site Weibo. Uh, Weibo? I don't know. With viewers offering all manner of opinions on the odd creature. Fortunately, there was nothing sinister. Uh, come again or supernatural? <laughs> About the fish's unique, quote, condition. As the spooky visage was merely the result of markings on its body, coincidentally resembling a face, likely enhanced by the water. Yeah, That's right. bullshit. No, it's barely under the water. That's insane. The phenomenon, to, uh, so to speak, is actually not altogether rare. <laughs> Don't like that. For this particular species of fish as human face, carp spotted in England and Taiwan made similar headlines in recent years. Boo. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, I have some thoughts. I hate it. I need to get rid of it right now. Goodbye, carp fish face. I had... <laughs> such a tangent i had um brag sega dreamcast because yeah, i remember i'm the coolest and um <laughs> this is such a layered story there was this um game that came out that was like kind of um semi groundbreaking was it because the bass hunter game it almost oh. it involved a mic and you could talk to this thing <laughs> That was a fish, and his name was Seaman. <laughs> Not Seaman. Seaman. <laughs> and he looked like that, and that thing disgusted me. And, like, you would, like, you could talk to him. Like, I'd come home from school and be like, hey, hey, Seaman. And he'd be like, well, hey, how was your day? And I'd be like, ah, oh, it's all right. I had a test. It was, I did well. It's fine. And he's like, okay, you are you sound sad. And then it would, like, go on. Like, he was weird. What is this and game called? And then at called? one point, Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. And I think Leonard Nimoy did the voice, if I'm not wrong. And um, at one point, there were two in the tank. And then it's like, oh, I have two Seamen. And then, <laughs> and then he takes this belly button tech tentacle oh, thing and he awful. kills the other one and then it dies the game is i'm looking at the picture of it i hate this it looks like this it's like this fish. grumpy looking man face on a fish body yeah and that's what it reminds me of it's bringing back all what kinds the of weird fuck? Why feelings would you, for me why would you buy that why'd you buy it, it? Like did that, it come free the with, the game. with the sega i think i wanted the mic maybe i'm not sure in that game i don't know I hate that. I hate that thing. I don't. I'll post that with the fish too. I don't it's like weird. That. There's like five people listening who are like, "Oh my god, I know what she's talking about." <laughs> and if you do know, please, please talk to me about it because I have PTSD from that game. I and think I we need to post a picture of this thing. That's awful. <laughs> Doesn't it look like this fish though? It looks so much They're scarier related. than this fish. <laughs> this fish looks the normal the the actual real fish looks like a skeletonized version of that guy, of semen. Yeah. Ugh, of semen. Gross. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. So much bad's wrong. I don't either. You know I don't like him. I know. I don't, like I don't. I love fish. I wanted to be a marine biologist. That's why I thought it was so funny that we became friends. Because you hate. Let's just be real. You hate it. You hate that. And I the love them. Don't touch me. <laughs> she hates That's them. She hates them. <sighs> Carrying on new news. Ninness. Okay, so I'm going to call this the Liz Reader News Corner because one of our listeners and an amazing friend, and she was on one of our episodes, it was, I think it was 48. Liz Reader, she's an author. You can check out her books on Amazon. She writes sci fi. That's why we love her. She finds news and she sends them to us, and they are the best newses. <laughs> and the best part is, is most of the news that she sends me are local to her area. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I love it even more. So, Liz, this is for you. Missouri man was arrested after breaking into store to save mannequins from sex trafficking. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I feel like I he cares, like, a lot. <laughs> uh, like, you know, that's, like, such a, um, what a great thing to think you're saving someone from because it's like no joke and horrible and is oh no way too i am probable. not and laughing you know, at sex trafficking no Please not you okay. i'm just saying for him to think to even have that on his radar is just like you know what i'll should, i might drink more rum <laughs> <laughs> we're at the point where we might we might drink to your honor sir I'm going to read you the article because it's pretty short. So, Mont Hardcastle is used to seeing interesting things in his line of work. He's the manager of Marty Bird's Bar and Grill at the Lake of the Ozarks. Saturday night, Hardcastle saw something new across the street. It was suspicious to me in the way that he was acting, running around in front of the boutique, yelling and screaming and banging on the windows. The boutique, me, Dre, Dre, start over, me, dream angels. <laughs> Oh, that was I'm not learning. Hard to say at all. I know. <laughs> it's a little I hard. I gave you benefit of the doubt. No. I was like, oh, it must be in another language. Oh, no. Nope. No, it's in tequila <laughs> language. Um, it's an adult store. It has, <laughs> shut up. It has several displays in its window, including mannequins wearing different styles of lingerie. Mm. He said that the mannequins were telling him that they needed to be let out or something. The man, identified now as James Short, then tried to break into the shop. <laughs> Bartender, bar guy, said that he watched him try to try the door several times. And then he jumped onto the bench and kicked the glass window until it shattered. I told my bartender to call the police, let them know that I'm going to be over there holding this guy for them, and that it wasn't a fight. <laughs> it turned into a little bit of a fight, but it really wasn't <laughs> that way. <laughs> Um, he said he was, the guy was halfway into the store when he pulled him out. I had him down on the ground and all he was doing was trying to mule kick me in the back while I was on top of him. A mannequin? <laughs> no, the guy. The guy trying oh, to release the mannequins. Life. So yeah, he caused about a thousand dollars in damage, but he was, he was trying to save them. I salute you. I do too. But this one. This one I also really, really love, and I think you'll appreciate this as a fellow nerd. A Michigan man uses a battle axe to fight off an intruder. <laughs> I don't know why. But a Michigan man whose hobbies include ritualized combat with, rep with replica weapons from the Middle Ages, which makes me think of LARPing. Mm -hmm. Win. Which win, win, win. I've always I wanted to go. I really want to. Somebody in LA, if you want to invite me to a LARPing thing, like, I'm down. I'll dress up. What do I need to wear? What do I need to bring? I currently only have, like, a fairy wand, but I'll hit people with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> you can cast spells. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he wielded a battle axe that he calls, quote, my baby to fend off an intruder. 36-year-old Ben Ball. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Just process his name. <laughs> he was playing video games, right on, man, in his apartment about 130 miles west of Detroit. I don't know why that's necessary. Uh, when someone who once dated his ex-roommate kicked in his door, he believed the attacker might be armed. He tells the, uh, the radio station that he grabbed the axe, took two steps forward, and struck the intruder in the torso. After the two grappled, the attacker fled. Police deployed a canine unit to track a trail of blood, leading to 33-year-old Alex Lavelle Rawls. Um, wow. And then he, I guess the guy spent the night in the hospital before going to jail. And Ugh. now he faces in like home invasion charges. And the guy, the guy that invaded the home, I don't know if you can see. Oh, wait. Rope, I got to learn where my camera is. He's got legit a triangle tattooed over one of his eyes. <laughs> Whoa, that's hardcore. I feel like that's some Illuminati Ow. stuff. Probably. So he knows things. Liz, thank you for sharing your local news. <laughs> Please share more. <laughs> I feel like these are Thanks, my people. Babes. I don't even want to give you a shame bell. So, mm -mm. yeah. Mm -mm. So right now we've just been recording a video of us talking. So we're going to stop that video. This is going to go on to Patreon. So if you want to enjoy our Patreon stuff, you have to join Patreon. Oh, no. The drinking has already set in. <laughs> shit okay i'm stopping the recording Win. i don't even know how to stop it oh there <laughs> oh my god <sighs> help me help me 
Um, first, we have to talk about Ohio because we're going to play a promo for them before we get started. So, everybody, if you're into totally raunchy but hilarious and very informative and really well-researched um, stuff that's kind of stuff that we do, but also they do a lot of true crime um, Bro Ohio podcast, they're one of my favorites. Uh, Mom, they're not for you. Don't download that. But anybody that doesn't mind something that's hyper offensive, definitely listen to them because they are so funny. But they're funny because they're two dads of just like a bunch of little kids and the shit that comes out of their mouth is just priceless. So please listen to their promo. Oh my gosh, Rob, do you see that? We've waited our entire lives for this. He's so beautiful. How many people can actually say they've seen a Bigfoot in person? I know, I know, I know. Look at how the full moon just glistens off of his majestic fur. He kind of stinks. Like 50 wet dogs. Wait, wait, wait. He's arching his back. I I think he's about to howl. We are the Brohio Podcast, and we are on a never-ending quest to explore all of the unknown. True crime, paranormal, demons, hauntings, aliens, UFOs, urban legends, and all of the occult. We are your one-stop shop anytime you want to take a walk on the dark side. You can find the Brohio Podcast anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We have new episodes every week. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Brohio Podcast. Okay. <laughs> now that we got Brohio out of the way, now we're going to talk about Hollow Earth. <laughs> so, everybody, if you've never heard about Hollow Earth, There is a group of people that believe that there is another world that is lying directly beneath the surface of our planet. I mean, you know, like 800 miles down, but that's underneath. That's right underneath us. And they think that it's like a bunch of cultures believe the same thing. I guess the Greeks also believed it. I mean, obviously they thought of that as uh, the underworld, you know, where like the souls of the dead live there with Hades. So it was like more mythological for them. But a lot of people, it started with, I think it was Jules Verne that, that mm. wrote Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yep. Uh, and he... You know, that movie with The Rock. No, isn't that... No. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fra- yeah, that one. Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that movie was in 3D? It was? And it was like a big ass deal. <laughs> It shouldn't have been. Uh, but I mean, it should have been because it was like one of the first. It was like right before or after Coraline. Uh, and then it was like <laughs> this one. See, that did so poorly. That makes me think I also of Land the of the Lost. I like Land mm-hmm. of the Lost with Will Ferrell. That TV show? No, the one with Will oh, Ferrell. I liked the TV show when we were little on like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I definitely watched that too. But I'm thinking of Will Ferrell good. and Danny McBride. Good times. Oh, I never saw it. Oh, it's really dumb. Like, you have to be drunk to even... Somebody should go watch it. Right now. (laughs) Stop podcasting. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, people think that there is just an entire world underneath the surface of the earth, like including a sun and vegetation and oceans and that they believe that the planet is actually hollow. Like, it's, it's almost shaped like a bead, like when you're doing beading. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like a bead where it's just like the surface of the earth where we live is is just the outside. And then there are holes at the top and bottom to get into the center of the earth. And people still talk about it. And I actually subscribed us to a hollow earth newsletter, just so you know, Erica. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I want to know more. I, I just... Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, but I want to go to one. Subscribe to this one more than Flat Earth. Oh, the thing is, the f- they hate the also, Flat Earth. Flat Earth is a zero subscription rate for me, and <laughs> there's not much. I will never subscribe to a, a newsletter for them. But it's funny because no. the the Hollow Earthers think the Flat Earthers are total idiots. And a direct quote was, flat earthers are obviously wrong. The world is a sphere and it's hollow, according to them. Snap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand. So this idea has been in existence for a really long time. Uh, Jules Verne wrote that book, God, in the 1800s. Was it in the 1800s? 1700s? Probably. Shit, I don't. Old as shit. Oh, boy. Hold on. Um... Foo, 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 foo. Oh, no. The first person to... (laughs) Oh, God. My notes are already messed up. Okay. So, the first person to scientifically speculate about a hollow Earth was actually Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet. So, he had Hmm. first discovered Haley's Comet. Or, obviously, he discovered. He named it after himself. Um, He proposed in 1692 as a way of explaining um, anomalous compass readings. So, like... You know, when the compass goes bananas in, like, the Bermuda Triangle and other areas with, like, super magnetism. Right. His theory was that the planet was a series of nested spherical shells spinning in different directions all surrounding a central core. So they were nesting dolls, but spherical. Yeah. Um, in his esti- right. <laughs> his estimation, based on readings of the magnetic field and what he knew of the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon on the Earth, uh, this model could account for any inaccuracies in his readings of the magnetical magnetic fields of the planet. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> magnetical. <laughs> <laughs> he also posited that the space between each shell may have had luminous atmospheres capable of supporting life. So he was basically saying that Everywhere had a little sun in each little Russian nesting doll. Apparently, he went around campaigning to people about this idea. I like that. Good for you, man. That is so weird. And then the so-called converts in ever-increasing numbers began petitioning the government to finance his adventures. So he convinced people by carrying around a wooden globe that opened out to reveal secret layers, got them on board, and had them, like, drunken rally, probably. Erica and I would be in charge of that drunken rally. We're like, get on, we go. (laughs) 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 And then on March 7th, 1822, uh... Senator Richard Thompson presented a case to Congress to, to get him supplied with the equipment of two vessels of 250 to 300 tons uh, for the expedition. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he just rallied the peeps and got it funded? The grant was shot down. There was another guy named Symes uh, that had mm-hmm. actually gotten that, or he was trying to get that that grant, but he his his grant was shot down, but he did not ever like lose his belief of the inner earth which is another name for it dude but he continued to campaign for that until his death in 1849 and that's actually something that's really interesting everybody that has tried to publicly go to the inner earth dies or that plans on going to the inner earth so that's actually part of a conspiracy theory that convenient (laughs) government (laughs) or the inner earth the agarthans uh agar aggie uh Agarthians? Agarthians? Agarthians want uh, want him to, or like, kill people. So, Agartha, or Ag... How do... What, a, what are we going to call it? Agartha? Agartha. Agartha. We like Agartha. Agartha is the land of advanced races, which is the center of the earth, the hollow earth. And right. I'm looking at this image of the hollow earth, and it shows, like, the city of Shambhala... The cave city of semi-advanced races. There's a spaceship base to and from other galaxies. Apparently, there's a rainbow city in the center of the Earth, which I want to go to. Super bad. I guess they also have, you know, mountains on the inside. So Also, it's like primo conditions for, like, everything to live, right? Oh, yeah. Everything is in its most truest, non-decayed, like, happy, healthy form there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people live, like, for thousands of years. Like, you don't have a short lifespan like you do on the surface. Like, you you go down there and you're a vampire for life. So where are the volcanoes? They they have mountains. They don't have volcanoes. But, like, our volcanoes, they're underground, the magma. Mm -hmm. So, like, is it in their way? Do they coexist? So, like, when we get a volcano eruption, they get one? Is that what you mean? 
Like they also well, have them? Where's that magma come from? For them. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying on. See, I want to talk I feel about like this guy. I, I want to go to one of these meetings that they have and ask them these questions. Because if they have answers, I want to hear them. I'm, I don't want to like poke holes in what they're having to say. I just want to hear, hey, yeah, no, we already thought about that. This is where and that comes here's from. the answer. Yeah. I want to talk about Mr. Bird. Okay, talk about Mr. Bird, because that kind of comes chronologically next, so go. Harat. I'm probably going to have more tequila. Haramaral Bird. <laughs> um, he's pretty cool. He's a dope guy, you know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> Was he, though? Actually, I saw a picture of him where he had this fabulous fur coat on, which yeah, then also made me kind of irritated. Me dead in the eyes right now. He and... has dead eyes. <sighs> I like him. He really actually terrifies me. The more I look at it, the more I'm kind of convinced this is a drawing. Maybe he's from, maybe he's from the middle. Oh, God, he's an Agarthan. <laughs> he is. Whatever. Okay. You know what? You do you, Mr. Bird. But he killed right. animals for that. That's not fake fur. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, I'm just going to read this because I drink too much rum. Do Fast you. forward another century <laughs> between the time of the Great Depression and World War II, Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the U.S. Navy pioneered further exploration of the poles. The poles we were talking about um, north and south is apparently where these, like... Where the holes are. Entrances are. Where the, where the hole at. <laughs> um, after a multitude of trips to the Arctic territories, uh, there is one... <laughs> I hate that they call this the bird narrative. <laughs> that sticks out more than the rest. <laughs> I hate it. I don't. He's not big enough to have his own name and type of narrative. The bird narrative. He's a big you know bird. what? Sit down, bird. Sit down. Uh, his record setting flight over the North Pole. So he has this record, I guess, supposedly. Oh. It's probably. It's probably a sham. Uh, according to an alleged diary entry, ooh, written during his polar flight. Dear daddy. <laughs> Dearest daddy. <laughs> Bird came across a warm, lush climate with mammoth-like creatures and an ancient human race that had been residing within the earth. Bet you a million dollars he accidentally flew to Africa and saw an elephant and was like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> oh, my God. Big gray thing. Hmm. It's a mammoth. <laughs> His plane was commandeered midair and landed for him by people in the center of the earth who intercepted his plane with saucer-shaped aircraft. JK. Upon landing, he was met by emissaries of a uh, civilization many assumed to be the mythical Agartha, which we were talking a little about. These alleged Agarthans, I guess now we know, according to this mm-hmm. article, it's Agarthans, not Agarthians, which I like more. I like that much expressed more. Expressed <laughs> their concern about humanity's use of atomic bombs during World War II and employed Byrd as their ambassador to return to the U.S. government and relay their sentiments. Um, the striking issue regarding the validity of his diary <laughs> entry is that it is dated in February of 1947. If it is to be believed, if it is to be believed, <laughs> rum, this story covers Bird's inaugural flight over the North Pole. Then one need only look at the actual date when he arc, uh, well, he achieved this feat for more than 20 years earlier on May 9th in 1926. So wait, they're saying his diary entry was February 1947. But he talked about how he had done it for, he had done it 20 years earlier. In 1926. Mm-hmm. Stinky. In fact, upon further inspection, it appears Bird probably didn't quite reach the North Pole ah. to begin with, and instead fabricated his navigation records, poaching credit from another team that actually set the record a few days later. Rude. Ooh. But what makes this entry intriguing is that if it's real, could it have potentially been misconstrued from a later mission to Antarctica? It is actually referring to the nor- uh, notorious Operation High Jump. High Jump was one of the largest operations ever conducted in Antarctica with over 4,000 men sent to study, map, and reside on the continent for eight months. That sucks. Who pulled the short straw there? That's the worst. Apparently, 4,000 dudes. Making some potato booze. (laughs) Suckles. The expedition included 13 Navy support ships, an aircraft carrier, helicopters, flying boats, and an array of more traditional aircraft. 
This expedition, as well as the subsequent Operation Deep Freeze, I like that name, mm. eight years later, established an American military presence um, in an, on Antarctica in whatever, <laughs> which is prohibited today. So why exactly was there such a rush to facilitate this occupation? That's, that's weird. Bird later told a reporter for the Chilean newspaper El Mercurio that his expedition taught him the U.S. should, quote, prepare for the possibility of hostile planes coming from the polar regions as part of a, quote, recapitulation of his own polar experience. Ooh. Many took this to be the evidence that the flying craft he saw coming from what is believed to have been Agartha. Oh, like, I love this idea. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I just, you don't know. He is not credible. Yeah. He's not. You know, I think if anything is, I don't, I believe the fact that, like, we rushed in to have a presence there, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's because of that. I think it was because this the is Nazis. unknown territory and people wanted to know probably there were any natural resources or if there's anything to be gained from it since it was so unexplored and that's why. Also, the Nazis, they were also exploring up there. So it was like, well, we don't want you to have the high ground in any unknown territory. So, so weird. Ugh. I want to skip ahead before we talk about the other thing that you had mentioned earlier. There was another person that talked about knowing about the inside of the or the the hollow earth stuff and it was a guy that went on coast to coast and he actually got to speak with art bell so So cool i'm gonna just read this really quickly so dallas thompson was a former personal trainer who had spent his youth in hawaii but now lived in bakersfield first of all my husband's family lives north of bakersfield and we've also been to hawaii and to make that change i don't understand why you would do that to yourself that's good you don't understand that because i don't <laughs> i don't get what would make you move to bakersfield over hawaii like what mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't understand mm-hmm. so his life uh dallas's life had changed forever following a, f- a terrible accident five years earlier he'd been driving along highway 58 during the heavy rain when his car had aquaplaned spinning four times only to plunge backward down a 250 foot drop when he was found the roof of his blue honda accord had been crushed almost to the floor and the fireman who rescued him was amazed that he hadn't been decapitated so as he'd been sitting helpless in the wreck thompson said that he had had a vivid near-death experience he claimed to have been Um, He claimed to have seen a light so bright that it burnt his eyes and made him, quote, legally blind. And to also have a bizarre knowledge about the world and and a bizarre knowledge about the world had poured into him. So when he regained consciousness, he was convinced that the earth was hollow and that he had another had been an opening at the north pole and he'd come on coast to coast to discuss his discuss his mission and location or to locate it and explore it. Um, A quote from him says that there are cavern systems and caves that traverse the whole mantle and art bell was pretty skeptical with this guy (laughs) and i guess he was really silent with him a lot of the time but i guess he said because the special atmosphere in the hole the living creatures that were inside the earth were protected from pollutants and harmful rays Um, There were herds of mammoths and ancient tribes down there, the members of which lived to be about 1,700 years old, like vampire people. What? So Art Bell was kind of like, are you crazy? (laughs) And the guy's like, no, I'm just really excited. (laughs) So uh, Dallas Dallas Thompson revealed that he'd secured funding to travel to the hole in the top of the planet with a helicopter backpack helicopter backpack called a solo trek which he'd used to descend into it um and he even had a date for it may 24th 2003 and i guess over the next few months news of his expedition had spread and i guess he had begun to receive emails from a bunch of media companies um you know a bunch of people supporting him other people criticizing him and he'd also written a book which included his theories um and i don't know what it's called let me see i'm really curious do, do, do. The Penguin Book of Olupio? Olipio? Oh, mm. boy. I don't know. Moving back to my article. We'll just ignore his book. Um, His book was selling, so people were interested. And I guess two months after his radio appearance, appearance he posted a message on his a Yahoo group, because this was 2002, um, <laughs> describing an inundation of over 5,600 emails every few days. Folks, we really would love to be at that stage. <laughs> Email us at nightguyspod at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> he said in his book, Cosmic Manuscript, that's what it's called, um, had become a bestseller, but he was pulling it from sale. I have requested the book be discontinued, even though it's still at the top of the charts in Canada. In Canada. 
<laughs> and then he just randomly disappeared. Weird. Yeah. So So he said he had a hollow earth experience, got blinded by it, went on the show, talked about it, made a book, and then disappeared. Well, he made a book and also had said that he was going to go to it, go to the center of the earth, but then he disappeared. Uh Yeah. All right. So his dead body is somewhere in the tundra. (laughs) Oh, so sad. It's true. I know. It's really sad. (laughs) <gasps> eh, I'll drink to him later. Okay. <laughs> um, can I talk about Nazis living in Yes. We'll talk about it. Because this is insane. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there's like, isn't it so strange that there's like Nazi lore involving almost everything? Yeah. It's weird. I well, I and that they it, play the bad guys in such... everything. Yeah, I mean, definitely no need to downplay them, but like, no, it's oh just no, weird how they like permeate like everything. It's it's interesting. They're the bad guy that it's okay to blame everything on because like they're a holes. So I'm fine with it too. Ditto. <laughs> um, other speculation regarding Mr. Bird's supposed search for Agartha's notes. Um, a Nazi presence in the Arctic territory, North and South. Creepy. It is well documented that the Nazis explored Arctic regions to set up bases and test novel weaponry. But it is also well documented that Hitler and the Nazis were obsessed with esotericism and the occult which was what you touched on earlier mm-hmm. um I, i'm not surprised the rabbit hole goes deep here though with some going so far as to posit that hitler could have escaped to his under this particular underground world uh though that might be counterintuitive if an ancient enlightened society resided down there meaning i know all and they're like you know dalai lama buddha type <laughs> people who are awesome hitler arrives i don't think they want to show i don't really think they would allow him him to stay no i think they would smell his nastiness a mile away (laughs) like (laughs) get the Um, fuck out yeah you gots to go (laughs) uh nazi maps believed to be instructions for reaching agartha have supposedly been corroborated by a letter from a german u-boat navigator named carl unger who claims u-209 made it to agartha and that the earth is in fact hollow (gasps) the letter also mentions the notorious german generals carl hofschaffer and rudolf hess who he says were correct about the hollow earth theory, which is creepy. That's creepy to find that kind of a back and forth about it. It's weird. Um, There's ample evidence the Nazis spent a lot of resources searching for Agartha as a last resort for Hitler to escape in case of dire emergency, somewhat warranting these conspiracies. In fact, the most common diagram of Agartha was drawn by a German scientist in 1935. Mm. Evidence also exists to indicate the Nazis may have believed we already lived on the inside of the Earth. What? Some experiments of the Third Reich show belief the Earth was concave and that we reside on the interior. (laughs) Guys, look up! (laughs) In a bizarre 1942 experiment conducted by Nazi scientist Heinz Fischer on the island of Rügen, a team attempted to observe a British fleet by pointing the lenses of their infrared equipment up at a 45-degree angle. They believe that, though the Earth was concave, normal rays were refracted off the ocean, but infrared rays were not. Of course, they saw only the sky, but this shows that they believed in search for evidence of alternate uh, youth, or sorry, Earth theories about this hollow Earth business. Do you think the Nazis just came across sinkholes, like giant sinkholes, and they're like, I found it! <laughs> I just think they were insane. Well, yeah, obviously, they're crazy a-holes. Nuts. Wasn't the... Uh, like, how crazy? Like, regardless of <laughs> the group you are a part of <laughs> and how much you love your leader <laughs> why is finding a way into the center of the earth way <laughs> like you go to <laughs> just send them to like bermuda <laughs> no Haragata. nope center of the earth do you think it's because like during that time, like, going underground was, like, you know, it's safe. That's where, like, all those, like, bunkers and mm-hmm. things are. So they thought there must be a bigger bunker. <laughs> the center of that the earth bunker. 
gotta be. Zazabatabanka. Oh. <laughs> Is that really what they sound like? That's what they sounded like. Well, uh, past the, the crazy Nazi a-holes, more recently, an author of the name Rodney Clough wrote in his 2008 book, Our Living Hollow Earth, um, wrote that the tribes were taken, uh, the, the tribes that were taken to the hollow earth, it was basically, he was basically saying that that's where heaven and hell are also located, like in, in the earth. And mm. he started to put together a voyage to go to the center of the earth. There was actually, there's a website that I found. It's called voyagehollowearth.com. And it was a voyage that was modern day and it was set to take place in 2007 Clough and other theorists were certain of its success and that they even built an itinerary for the trip the voyage would cost around $20,000 to take part in and was supposed to take place in 2007 from June 26th to July 19th unless they got stuck in the center of the earth Um, setting off from Moscow on their third day the first two days were for traveling and sightseeing Um, and on the fourth day they were to fly to Mermanesk Mermanesk Russia, uh, where they would board a Russian icebreaker ship and make their way toward the North Pole. And I looked at the VoyageHollowEarth.com website and it was like they were showing this really nice ship. I mean, it, the outside looks badass, but they're like, oh, the inside is like a hotel. So I'm like, okay. Oh, all right. So and they would make their way toward the North Pole. And then I guess once they arrived on the ninth day, they would spend three days searching for the opening because bear in mind, they're looking for a giant opening of a bead because we live on the outside of a bead and i guess the journey gets a little eccentric at that point and i guess from there on out they would travel up hidekel river to the city of jehu Mm -hmm. which is inside the earth before taking a monorail trip to the city of eden to visit the palace of the king of the inner world and i guess after spending their time in eden they would take their trip home If, God forbid, they didn't find the entrance, they have a backup plan where they would return via the New Siberian Islands to visit skeleton remains of exotic animals thought to originate from the inner Earth. Wow. But the expedition never worked out. One of their leaders, Steve Curry, died of brain cancer, and he was like the Mm -hmm. the founder of this whole trip. Um, And I guess the bad luck continued because, according to Clough, another leader was killed after his plane flew into a mountain, and the third had to pull out because of the largest investor on his company threatened to pull the funding if they didn't walk away from the hollow earth beliefs. So Ooh, it's interesting that a lot of people that are interested into in going into the hollow earth or researching it or hunting for it all end up dead. That's weird. Bum, bum. Um, I guess Spoka. the group has attempted a few more voyages, but the plans keep unraveling. I guess they just think that it could be bad guys trying to keep them out or good guys really good good people on the inside of the earth that are like no i don't want to pollute the beautiful utopia that is agartha with the horrible outside people yeah they take us i they probably would take us we believe in a lot of stuff and we support people believing in stuff. We just need to have our alcohol. Mm. Or our tea. They have it. <laughs> they make the finest potato booze. <laughs> <laughs> Do you... I feel like if we touch on one last thing, it's got to be that lady. Oh, that yeah, yeah, gross. yeah, yeah. No, oh. <laughs> don't do that. I don't want to touch on her. Uh... But I do. I like her. She looks like a nice lady. You want to start talking about her and then I can read a little bit from her interview? Oh, no. No. I don't have enough on her. That's all you. Okay. Well, I mean, her name is Diane Robbins. (laughs) Hey. DianeRobbins.com will give you a really awesome throwback website. I love it. I like throwback websites. It's a really good one. This comes from Vice. Um, They did an article about hollow earth and looking into it in the way that they do. And it's a, it's actually a really fun article. And so a little bit into this author's, I guess, like research, it landed him with Diane Robbins. Um, so it says he called up Diane Robbins. She's the author of messages from hollow earth and Talos, two books based on conversations that she's claimed she's had with the hollow earth humanoids to find out more right I forgot. about okay. how they do what they do and this guy um from vice contacted her so this is part of their interview and mind you this is somebody who is claiming she has talked to the people who live in hollow earth 
Mm-hmm. Whatever. Cool. I mean, if she believes it. Oh, I, I think I also subscribe to her website as well. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the author, the reporter from Vice says, can you tell me more about the hollow earth theory? Her response, Diane Robbins, is it's not a theory. The earth is hollow. It is hollow, and in the center of the Earth is a central sun that is held perfectly in place by gravity. All planets are hollow, and they all have a central sun. There's much more land than ocean in the hollow Earth. That's how planets are created. About 400 miles down is where the gravity changes, so we stand on the surface. But when you're in the center, the gravity changes, so you're also standing on the surface down there. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. His response? Wow. Okay. Your book talks about a place down there called Agartha. What is it like? And what are some of the different life forms down there? She responds with, Agartha is a network of 100 subterranean cities. There are about 120 of them all together. They are the Agartha network. Hmm. Talos is a subterranean city. And the other Agarthian, hey, cities (laughs) are like Talos. If you read my book, Talos, you'll learn all about their network. They are physical humans like we are, but they live in peace, isolation, and seclusion. And through this, they have gained their immortality because you can only evolve in peace. That's why we have been isolated on the surface. He then asks, have you had any contact with them personally? She responds with, yes, I'm telepathic. All these messages are dictated to me by Adama, the high priest. All the messages are in my books. Then I've been in touch with Mikos, who dictated to me from the center of the earth. All of his messages are in my books. So yes, I am telepathic, and I am in contact with them. (laughs) She's kind of defensive. Um, They respond with, that's interesting. How do you receive these messages? That's some she just told you, interviewer. Do they come randomly? I hate that. I hear them, yeah, I hear them word for word, like how I hear you now. I never change the words. I just add punctuation and paragraph breaks. I write it as I hear it. They always tell me when they want to make appointments to deliver these messages. When I'm writing my books, they're about an hour every day or every other day. But it's all made by appointments, so they know when I'm ready, and they're right there. He then says, they sound organized. Are they friendly? They're just like we are, only more evolved. They are human and physical like we are, but very conscious. Um, why would they choose to inhabit the center of the earth is the next question. Because it's beautiful. It's paradise. In the center of the earth, there's everything they could possibly desire. Clean air. Pure water. The water has pure consciousness. There's no duality. Everything is perfect. I like that. It okay. sounds great. Um, that sounds really nice. <laughs> Are these extraterrestrials native to earth or did they, quote, invade from the outside of our planet? She responds, they came from another star system. Every being and every species came from other places. After Earth was created, it started to be populated. Oh, that's interesting. Um, So Hmm. I think this is one of, I think this is the last question. Um, He says, okay, then I'm assuming that the hollow Earth folks are way more scientifically, mentally, and spiritually advanced than us. Is this true? What are some of the differences between us? Um, she says they have everything we don't. They have inner sight. They can see anywhere they want to see on the planet. Just like you have bifocal glasses where you can see near and far, their eyes can adjust anywhere on the inside and surface. And when they dictate their messages to me, they're looking right at me. They have a spaceport in the center where starships that make no noise and no pollution come (laughs) and go at the North Pole and South Pole. They can leave the planet whenever they want and fly to other places in the galaxy. They have everything. They have transportation, which is free, of course, and they have pure and clean systems for it. They have transportation that's like a very small vehicle, like a snowmobile, that (laughs) levitates and makes no noise, causes no pollution, and uses no fuel. They also have pure drinking water, and the oceans have a pure consciousness. When they go in the water, they can't drown. I love that. (laughs) Because they merge as one with the ocean. They can breathe underwater, and they never kill anything in the oceans. They communicate telepathically telepathically with the life in the oceans and each other as well. That's crazy. Hmm. Ooh, we asked her about Hitler. Some people believe that Hitler flew to the center of the earth to escape his fate at the end of World War II. Do you think it's possible? She says, yes, that's what I've read. I personally have yet to receive that information, but I did know he knew about Hollow Earth and that the Germans did go to the South Pole after World War II. From what I've read, I'll say yes, but I have never personally asked. 
Oh, that's mm. weird. She goes on to say that she doesn't think there are any other entrances besides the others, but they are very well camouflaged. Oh. And um, this person also asks, um, why don't they show up on satellite pictures? She says they do, the entrances. Hmm. Um, but NASA keeps those satellite pictures a secret. Of okay. course, they show. The openings are huge, but they have force fields covering them, so they can't be discovered easily, but they do show. I've seen many satellite pictures where they show, but they are kept a secret from people. You can clearly see them. Intriguing. Okay, I'm looking at Google Earth right now. I mean, it doesn't show the Arctic as anything granted i'm looking at google maps not google earth but when i look at google maps i can also see antarctica but i can't see the arctic unless the arctic has turned into literally nothing has it completely melted probably (laughs) i'm curious because she describes that all planets are like this so does that mean what about the the gassy ones well like okay sure let's just assume (laughs) that all planets are exactly the same they're all shaped like a bead but does that mean that just because we can't find life on Mars, does that mean that she also mean that there is life on the inside of Mars? I don't know. I'm curious. Then he asks her why people don't take this idea seriously. She says, I don't say anything to them. I'm not here to convince anyone. Okay. You have to have inner knowing. Everything is a possibility. I don't try to convince anyone. I don't say anything to people that don't believe in it. If people are conscious enough and open enough, then they ask me. Then I'll tell them. Hmm. Some people believe systems that are programmed to think that we're the only ones in the universe, and I'm not interested in talking to them. They're not conscious of the world around us. Hmm. Um, Okay. And she said her final um, note from what hollow earth people want to tell us, earth surface people, is that, um, yes, they say stop the wars, feel peace, just call for peace for the planet because we can only evolve from peace. All people in the center of the earth are ready to move into a higher dimension. They're waiting for the surface to find peace so we can all make our ascension together. They're waiting for us and we can only do it with the peaceful thoughts of everyone everywhere. Okay. Mm, I'm not... I don't doubt her. I just, it's a lot to digest. I'd like to have a talk with her and just pick I'd her like brain. I'd like to go there. In her defense, you can Google those secret caves that are found and are huge. And there's like whole kinds of like biodiversity that are living there that people have never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Like existing. Like little, like salamanders and butterflies and all kinds of crazy things that live in it. It's like, I don't know. It's technically below the surface. <laughs> She's not totally yeah. wrong, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I uh, I don't not believe it. I just want to know where magma is. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, technically what they're saying is that there's like an 800 mile crust that's between us and hollow earth. So maybe that's where all the magma lives. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Why not? I mean, I like how I describe it as it's living there. Like as if there's... <laughs> I think we killed it. Yeah. Good job, Hollow Earth. You do you. I was trying to find, like, pictures of, like, what's going on in the Arctic. And then I came across a flat Earth thing. Nope. Wrong nope. wrong episode. <laughs> Google. <laughs> <laughs> if there are people that believe in Hollow Earth that want to talk to us about it, I really would like to hear... Like, I'm sure that we can come up with questions that I'd really be interested in asking you. Not in, like, a, like a mean judgy kind of way i'm just curious i just want to know more about what people mm-hmm. believe about it's it interesting because i feel like most of the information that i got was kind of like uh, from interviews from very skeptical folks and i would be interested to hear more interviews or just information from people that are more open-minded yeah totally that's all i have to say about that same z's okay cool well, should we spin the wheel of spooksies? I think so. I'm so ready. Okay, play that ditty. Are you ready? No. What is it? Okay, you're ready. What is it? I'm I'm excited about it because it doesn't involve aliens. Oh. So I'm happy is with it. Is it ghosties? Yeah. Of course it it's, is. It's my boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haunted Bunny Ranch. Wait, what? 
The Haunted Bunny Ranch. Have you not heard of this? Uh. Okay, so the Bunny Ranch is one of the only places brothels. in the United States where it's cool to brothelize there. And <laughs> <laughs> to- <laughs> it makes you think of prophetize, but you said brothelize. Brothelize. Um, <laughs> And it's supposed to be Trey Haunted. Uh, where is it? I think Nevada. Can I go to there before we do this episode? Because I am just Not without me again. Shit. (laughs) Okay, fine. Take me. (laughs) All right. A haunted bunny ranch. (laughs) I hope there's enough about this episode. If it's not, we'll just talk about times people have died in pornos or something. Okay. (laughs) Is that a a thing? It's probably a thing. Probably. Let's assume it's a thing. People have died in the throes of passion. Passion. (laughs) And have then gone on to haunt their lovers. Mm. Haunted wings. Sounds like a Valentine's Day episode. (laughs) Cool. Well, everybody, join us next week when we talk about the haunted bunny ranch that's, I guess, in Nevada. Mm-hmm. I hate that mm-hmm. I that it's so close. I love it, and that I've never been there. That's what I hate about. I'm it. all about it. <laughs> Keep it coming up. Keep it. Why does it matter? Don't stop it now. Don't stop it. No, don't. It's <laughs> what plays when you walk up. That's my guess. I wish everybody could see Erica dancing because she looks like a Muppet when she does this. When she bursts into song, she wiggles like a Muppet. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing and the best thing. I feel privileged. You should. You're welcome. Okay, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed Hollow Earth. Uh, we're really curious to see what you guys think about it. Um, let us know. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? Do you believe in Yay it? Yay or nay? Do you want to go? Do you have a lot of money and want to do a voyage there? Rent a Russian yeah, let's, icebreaker? Let's cruise. <laughs> Down to cruise. Let's <laughs> ghost ride that whip all the way there. <laughs> I'll have my bottle of tequila. You'll have your bottle of rum. Uh-huh. We'll be ready to go. I'm in. I'm in. Cool beans. All right. This is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.